it's just giving us way more experience than we should have in a sense. So the big question is, what are the top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? If you ever thought about this, you're not alone. No one has been able to get the answers until now. We spent the last few years helping agents sell billions in real estate, rubbing shoulders with top producers, which got us thinking. How can we expose more people to these insights to help raise the standard in the whole real estate industry? We then realized that we could help bridge the gap by getting secrets from the best of the best so that you can succeed. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Speaking of working with people, and obviously your team that you said are similar to you, which is your third topic, which is building a team in leadership. Now, this, in it, for anyone in just general business, they understand how fucking difficult this is. For everyone else, they don't get it. Like, because they're like, what is leadership? That's just like being a boss. And it's like, no, most people fucking hate their boss. That's not leadership. Like leadership is the people you'd follow, even if you, they didn't pay, pay you. Like that's leadership. Because for I always give this example because... You know, even we run our own companies. I would, it sounds weird when you make money and you run companies, you would ever work for someone. Most people I know want to work for Elon Musk, even if they run massive companies, because that guy's on a fucking whole other trajectory. Like, I'm going to live on fucking Mars. Right. There's something about that where it's like, even if I didn't get paid, like, but, and I could afford to kind of work for him and be a part of that, it's bizarre, but like, that's leadership. Like that is a huge proponent where it's like you just believe in the cause, the mission that they're striving towards, and you want to be a fucking part of it. And it's it's genuinely not a trait a lot of people have. And you you touched on you your first four people have still never left. You've never had anyone leave, but you've left let people go. Yeah. I want to dive into this because this is really important. Leadership's fucking hard and you know, we're gonna take some stuff away from this. So how do you do it? <laughs> well, I can tell you that the hardest thing I've done since I've started real estate was be a leader, be a team leader, because coming from my past, right, as a DJ, it was just me. I didn't have to rely on anyone else. I didn't have to talk to anyone else. I didn't have to help anyone else. It was just me. So becoming a leader is something that I'm continually working on. Um, I think the biggest lesson I can give to people is that um, I don't have anyone that works for me. I work for them. You know, my team, my job is to make sure that they're good, um, to make sure that they have the support that they need. Um, you know, I'm constantly thinking about ways that I can help them, help them grow, help them get motivated, you know, help them with a task or a topic. Or if I haven't really seen them post in a while, hey, what's going on? What you need? You know, let's 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 get something going for you. Let me let me meet you. I got my camera. Let's go do something. So it's really about service and helping the people that are with you. Um, my team is set up probably very differently from everybody listening. Um, and <clears throat> it's just my preference, right? It, they're different teams for different people. But when I first started, I was seeing the teams out there. And one of the first things I noticed was there was the team leader and then there was everybody else. And when one of the everybody else's got like a listing, it was the team leader's sign in the yard. And in my mind, I was like, hell no. Like if I get a listing, I want my sign in the yard, right? I want that to be my name because that that was my job. That took, you know, my effort and I want some credit. You know, if, if you're on MLS, 
most of the listings that people have, you get, they got to switch it to their team leader. And that's just not my belief in, in strength and empowerment of the people that you're surrounded by and you're surrounding yourself with as your team. So all my team, each one of them has their own brand. Each one of them has their own website. They have logos. They, each one of them is a brand of themselves. We just use the Glucken group as like a backup, like, you know, as a support system to everybody's individual brand. Um, and that's just my preference. And I think it lasts longer for growth where, you know, as a, cause once I imagine this happens, but with, with team leads and, you know, team members, once that team member starts to like really kill it on their own, they're out of there. Right. Because they want their own team. Now they want their own recognition. So once my people start killing it on their own, they have that already, you know, they have their own name, they have their own brand. So um, I just think it's the, I think it's the team of the future um, to have everyone have their own brand and just, I'm here to support them in, in every way that I can. And they have like a fallback of the Glucken group, which they can use whenever they want, but they don't have to rely on it. Um, and that's just kind of my philosophy with teams these days and how I choose to kind of run it. That is a totally unique um, setup that like we've heard some different ones. I mean, uh, across, but this is this is definitely a first. So the, I guess the advantage of you having it set up that way is they get independence at the same time. They also get your clout if they feel like they need it. Because one of the things that we speak about uh, pretty frequently and there is two sides to this and we're fine and, and we, we totally understand both. But we actually think a lot of new agents, it's actually quite a good idea to join an established team who's good because they get to basically fast track the first, like, let's say a normal agent takes a, a good agent, take two years to find like some decent success, you know, might cross six figures in two years if they're a good agent. Mm -hmm. um, some might do it sooner, but we tend to find, okay, if you join a really good team, even for your first year, what might have taken you three years to do? You could learn that in a year. You won't necessarily make the same money because you got your splits, which is fine, but you've paid for like a real education in the field. Like these are guys and gals that are crushing it and they are just like, this is how you do it. And then year two, it's like, I want to go and I want to do it myself or, or year three or however it works. That's absolutely fine or if the splits change. But what you're saying is like, hey, you can have your own brand right away if you want it. But we've got an established team. So you can also use us if you want it. You use us. You've got our clout. You, you, they know we're a heavy hitter in this space. But then as soon as you're ready and you want to be, you know, you want to be Peter Michael rather than, you know, the Glucking group, you can go and do that. That is absolutely fine. And yep. then that makes, by the way, it kind of makes complete sense why people haven't left. Because the way you've broken it down, it's like, okay, well, you've solved the next problem that you see people run into, which is they're leaving because now they haven't established themselves independent of the team or the brokerage or whatever. And you're like, okay, I'll solve that when they start. And then even if they leave and say, five years or something that's a hell of a long time most teams don't retain people for that long because like you said the cycle is learn leave build which is again we love we're, we're a big proponent of like build your own thing which is why on your first point when i was like you built your own brand we love that because we believe everyone should be doing that so irrespective of where they move to or what they do they've got something where it's like 
like you're done. Like you're not over, but like you can go wherever you want now. You own this asset and you can walk away. You can do this and you can do that. And you are not, you're not tied down to anybody anymore. And it's that like freedom of choice that they then get, which is, which is what we love, which is what you've done. Now, I just want to dive in finally just to the kind of the leadership side, because I love how you've built the team. Um, I'm not sure if you've got any quick tidbits on like finding good team members and hiring, because I know a lot of people struggle with that aspect. Sure. I'd also love to kind of go into the leadership style, maybe a little bit more and like how you like to do it, whether that's certain meetings or how you, whether it's very servant leadership and things like that, just to give people an idea of how you found success as a, as a leader. Yeah. Um, that's a couple questions. Again, I will make this note. This isn't related to the question, but I've been in the game five years. I've switched firms four times. Wow. And nobody cares. No one in the outside world could give a shit what firm I work for. We right. love being at Compass because Compass has awesome support. We're super excited where the company's going, you know, but it's for us. It is not for the general public, right? So don't be afraid to jump out there, especially if you have your own brand. It's no one cares where you are. They just want to see you. Um, as far as like picking teammates, I think it's super, super important because I imagine most most firms and most teams probably just like hire, 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 and hopefully one sticks, right? And then, you know, some people just end up leaving. I am very particular in hiring. I will interview folks multiple times. I'll let the team kind of get to know them and see how they feel. It's, it's not necessarily like a my decision. It's kind of a us thing. They'll be on a probationary period for three months. We won't even tell anyone they're on our team until they've been in our team, like in-house, if you will, for a certain period of time. Make sure they're legit. Make sure they're on it. And um, then we'll start to give them, you know, that, hey, everyone, we got a new team member, this type of stuff. So we, I'd rather hire slow and do it right than hire like a whole bunch of times and hope one sticks because I think our team dynamic is very, we're very tight. Um, and I know it's a, maybe a cliche to say like, we're like a family, but it's true. Um, you know, we do things together. We go out to eat all the time. We do outings together. We talk every single day, all day. And if I was to hire someone who didn't quite fit that dynamic, it mess everything up. So we're very particular when it comes to that. And I know the bigger you grow, the, the harder it is, but you know, I'm a team of five. We were as high as seven. We're, we're five, but we're doing numbers that teams of 15 and 20 do. And I prefer, I, who, who would, would you rather have five strong people or 20 people with drama and you got a bunch of weak links? You know, I just prefer to keep it tight and, and to be strong. So very slow with hiring, but it's intentional. Um, and then the type of leader, very... You know, I'm, I'm here to serve, but we, in the end, you know, if I need to make a decision or tell people, you know, hey, we're going to run with this, everybody knows that that's kind of how it goes. I lead by example. Um, so I'm not telling people, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that if I'm not doing it myself. Um, I kind of start the trend and then everybody joins in. Um, that's kind of the goal. And um, it's great. You know, we meet every week. We talk every single day, you know, we have a really good group chat. Um, we teach each other things. We learn from each other. We, you know, if someone goes through something and I know about it, they, you know, they're obviously going to talk to me about an issue. We'll tell everybody else what happened. 
because I feel like like I'm, I'm in the game five years, but I feel like I have the experience of someone who's been in it for 20 because every one of my team's issues are now my issues and we share it. So we talk about like simple stuff. These are specific things that people can learn from each other. The market last year and probably this year was crazy, right? Offers over asking. Way over. You know, crazy, especially depending on where you are. We talk about every offer we make together because I know what my teammate Jesse offered in Durham for this one particular townhome. I know how much his due diligence was. I know how much his offer price was. I know if it got accepted or not. I know about what Alejandro did on the whole other side of town, what got accepted, what didn't. So now when it's my time and I have a client and we have to make an offer, I have knowledge of Ten of, you know, like I have so much knowledge to, to help them. And I see the lack of that knowledge when I have a listing and you have 10 offers and half of them are like, where the hell have you been for five years? Like, how is how would you think this offer is even possible? And they're doing their clients a disservice because there's no chance that offer is going to get accepted. And they're running themselves ragged for six months, wasting time. We share knowledge. And I think that's biggest things I can say for a team. And it's not just me. My whole team is sharing knowledge to each other. And it's it's making us, it's just giving us way more experience than we should have in a sense. That's that's probably one of my favorite topics for team leaders is share and let everybody share so that everyone can just grow and experience together. Daniel, this has been insane. You've really opened the book and I super appreciate it. Now, I know we spoke about your Instagram, but I want to give you the floor right now people want to get in touch whether they want to buy sell a home join your team whatever you want they want to come run in with you you want to drop a mixtape whatever it is um how can they reach out phone email socials give it to them all so my number is 336-420-0147 i'm here in the united states i imagine a lot of the podcast folks are local to the united states but all of them all of them (laughs) my instagram is at daniel g the realtor um, you can pretty much get everything from there. You know, like I have links to all my other stuff. My email is daniel at thegluckengroup.com. You can go to thegluckengroup.com and, and find me there. Um, but just don't go to my Twitter. It's it's a little, it gets a little crazy on Twitter. <laughs> I've had Twitter for, I've, I had it since probably 2009. So that's like more my thing. You know, I don't, I could care less if I'm getting leads from it. But my Facebook, you know, but it all starts from my Instagram. You can pretty much get me there. From, Everyone's from going to Twitter now. You just fucked up. Everyone's yeah. going to Twitter. <laughs> Everyone's it's like, all good. Everyone. It's all good. Daniel, it's been an absolute pleasure. You've absolutely rocked it. Thank you for sharing your top three secrets to success. And well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you aren't making over $100,000 per year in GCI, and you're looking for a predictable system to get you there, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.